Loki is the only recurring MCU film villain. He has appeared in five movies, but the interesting thing, however, is that maybe we wouldn't really call Loki a villain. So today we're going to talk about what makes Tom Hiddleston's character uh, so fascinating to us, why does he have such a large fan base, and what appealed uh, to audiences during his first couple of appearances. We're going to be dissecting how he evolved through the different MCU films, and while, spoiler alert for Infinity War, uh, he's dead, but uh, what could be next for the character? So you're listening to episode 34 of AP Marvel. I'm your usual host, Chris Compendio. You can find me at Compenderizer on Twitter. I am here with my uh, usual co-host, Anthony Payone. Hey, how's it going, everyone? Uh, great. Uh, and you were at the Pizza Taco on Twitter, correct? Yes, yes, sorry, I'm not used to that. Sorry. Yeah, yes, I know. I'm we're trying something pizza. new. We're trying something new this time. I'm trying something new. Yes, I am at the Pizza Taco on Twitter. Uh, I am joined again for, uh, like, almost the third time in a row. Uh, Aaron Beasley is here. Yeah, hello. Uh, you may remember me from the first ten minutes of the previous episode. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah, we had a little audacity snafu, but, uh, yeah. we've... Try not to let that happen again. <laughs> uh, we have a guest today. Uh, I'm so excited to have her here. Uh, Rika, or Vix, as your fans may know you as. What is up? Hello. My name is Vix, and I like Loki a lot. <laughs> <laughs> That's and the I first thing you're known for. Yep. Found the goddamn picture. Oh, yeah. In the pre-show, you were... Oh, my God. You actually found it? Yes, I did. Congratulations. <laughs> Yes, for yeah, the past I... hour, we have been on this Discord call, and you have been trying to find this picture of Loki that you did. I just uh, put it in the Discord. Uh, <laughs> wonderful. Um, <laughs> yeah, um, t- tell us a little about a little bit about oh, yourself, uh, your hobbies, what you do, what do you like to do for fun, besides <sighs> Loki-related stuff. <laughs> so, I am a furry, and therefore I draw animals all yeah. day, every day. There you um, go. I've been drawing ever since I was a kid. I went to college for art, which is where I met Chris. And um, now I spend, like I said, all my time drawing animals for people. (laughs) I dabbled in YouTube for a bit, um, hit 100,000 subscribers, and then I was like, all right, I'm satisfied. And (laughs) and now I'm moving on with more art-related things. And that that's where I am right now. Dope. Um, I will say at the top of the show, I think the furry community is pro- possibly like the friendliest subculture I've ever had the pleasure to interact with. Um, They're very exciting people. <laughs> yeah. Um, a lot of obviously like mostly false stigmas about them. Um, but uh, I think Sonic Fox is really uh <laughs> really getting Sonic people Fox to come around. Right. Is a hero. I-, I would like to quote Sonic Fox right uh-huh. now. Uh, with. I'm gay. <laughs> Hashtag I'm, I'm gay. I, yeah. Well, I'm not gay, Hashtag but I'm, I'm gay. Uh, I'm queer. There we go. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, gay yeah. means like everything at this point. It's, it's true. Whatever. Gay, We're gay not here to talk semantics. Like... Yeah. <laughs> my tablet not... is falling off my table. Oh man. Uh, <laughs> yeah. We're not here to talk semantics. We're here to talk mm. Loki. Uh, we're here to Hell talk yeah. Tom Hiddleston. Uh, so. Let's start, uh, let's go in the order of, let's say, Aaron, uh, Rika, and Tony. 
Uh, what did you first know about Loki even before you saw the first movie? Like, oh. are you familiar with the, the character, yeah. the comics character at all? Uh, just curious of your, <laughs> your I had, pre-MCU Honestly, before... Okay, first of all, I was like 10, so... Uh, <laughs> I, I didn't even know, like, really much about uh, Norse mythology. Like, that was sort of a whole mm. new concept to me, I guess, when the first Thor came out. So, yeah, I had no fucking idea who Loki was before the first Thor. Um, yeah. Um, Rika slash Fix. <laughs> Sorry, I'm like gonna be like interchangeably. Yeah, <laughs> it doesn't matter. I'm so used matter. to calling you Rika though. Yeah, okay. Vix is the me, or the Rika's my character, so they both yes. work. Um, so I didn't. I mean, I recognized the name Thor, I guess, but I had no idea who the hell Loki was until I saw the Avengers. Uh, and I'm pretty dang sure that I saw Thor before I saw the Avengers, but maybe I only saw, like, one half of Thor, because when I rewatched it, uh, yesterday, I was like, I don't remember anything in the first half of this movie, but I remember most of the stuff in the second half, and, I mean, Loki doesn't appear that much in it, I guess he didn't really stand out to me or anything, but I guess I just... Huh. None of that movie really stuck with me, I guess. But the Avengers definitely, like, ever since I saw that, I I don't want to be like, oh my god, I'm in love with Loki, he's so hot. Like, I, I don't... I'm a Hiddlestoner. Not... <laughs> yeah, I'm not one of those. I'm just like, Loki is a really interesting character and is a lot like my character Rika. They share a lot of similarities, therefore I think he is really cool. I could care less if it's Tom Hiddleston. I just really like the concept of Loki, a mischievous anti-hero kind of thing villain but kind of not really but also really (laughs) don't don't shit too hard on the loki fans those are who are just pending on to watch this episode (laughs) true (laughs) they're gonna rip you apart after this they know where to find you on twitter now um anywho uh, I'm looking at your drawing right now, and I distinctly remember liking this on Twitter. <laughs> yes, it exists! I'm telling you. Wait, where's the drawing? It is in the Discord. It is in uh, the General Marvel channel. It's um, not as good as I remember it being, but it exists. I like it. <laughs> Thank um, you. Anthony, your pre-MCU yes. Loki uh, opinions. Uh, I think i remember reading about loki from the comics and also like norse loki uh but like loki i don't really think that uh i remember him loki loki uh, that's what i yeah. thought you were going I'm gonna, I'm gonna be I'm, I'm, no i'm gonna be making that i'm gonna be making that pun for the entirety of this podcast so uh good luck listeners yeah we're off to a great start if you're new to the show which one i'm talking about i'm so sorry if this is your <laughs> <laughs> uh anywho um since uh let's go uh rika tony and aaron um you don't remember you don't you, you saw you rewatched thor one yesterday <laughs> okay <Yes>. so <sighs> i'm wondering and you can talk like from the perspective of you remembering the the second half from like long ago or you watching it literally yesterday but uh i'm interested how how you said that he didn't really stand out to you you know how he didn't have much of a presence so but did you get a sense like going into this first rewatching it and knowing that oh he's the bad guy how did you feel about his performance and like how they kind of uh played up his motivation in that movie um 
Well, I, okay, so, basically the order of movies that I remember watching Loki in is, like, The Avengers, yeah. and then Infinity War, and then Ragnarok, uh, Dark World, and then Thor. <laughs> That's whack. <laughs> like, completely in opposite order. Wait. Um, so... Wait, 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 are you saying, like, the movies that you enjoy seeing Loki Well, I, the order that I saw the movies That you in. saw them. This is like Christopher Nolan's Memento. Like, this is like, <laughs> this is going the wrong direction. Uh, is, is, uh, is, 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 you're just gonna be walking into a room, like, just completely shirtless with, like, a bunch of, like, Sharpies, writ like, markings all over your yeah. arms <laughs> and, like, tattoos on your, like, legs just trying to remind you what happened in which movie? Yeah. <laughs> That must be weird seeing him so, like, funny in Ragnarok, but also you literally just saw him get choked to death, but anywho. Yeah. Yeah, Thor 1. Um, <laughs> so, when I rewatched, or, I guess, rewatched Thor, mm-hmm. I was actually very surprised at how Loki acted, like, the beginning of the movie, because he was, he seemed, like, very, uh, like, not confident like, um, playing by the rules, you know, everything that Loki doesn't show in the other movies. Like, he very clearly cared a lot for his brother, um, and didn't want his brother to get in trouble and all this stuff. Of course, it could have also just been Loki playing his tricks, but they leave it so ambiguous, like, even through all the movies, it's like, is he actually being sincere, or is he Mm. playing the long game? So, like, it was just interesting to see that side of him where, like, that side of him only really shows up again, like, sort of in Ragnarok and then in Infinity War. Or at least that's how I saw it anyway. Um, yeah. So it was definitely interesting, like, seeing that part of Loki um, because I just wasn't expecting it, I guess. Yeah, he's, he's kind of, like, playing this facade, I guess you can, you can he, say. And then he has so many, like... Dimensions to him. <laughs> it's like that's why he's such an interesting character. Because yeah. like after watching the Dark World and uh, the first Thor again, I'm like, is he actually th- that evil? Because <laughs> like if you just <laughs> yeah. watch, yeah. if you just watch like the Avengers, you're like, oh wow, this guy's super shitty. But then it's like you watch the 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 other two Thor movies. Or the first two Thor movies, and you're like, hmm, maybe there's a lot more going on here than than we think. <laughs> yeah, uh, <laughs> that's really interesting. I think like accidentally, um, you watching this in a weird order kind of made the character arc really register to you in a way. Yeah, it's kind of that's kind of cool. Um, Anthony Payne, you saw the movies in order, I believe. I did see the movies uh, in order, except, the Dark World except for the Dark World, which I considered not to be. I mean, you saw that. Well, you you saw that before Ragnarok. Yes, yes, I did. Yeah, uh, so I did you, not. You, actually, you saw, yeah, we yeah. no concept of what Ragnarok was was in my mind when I saw <laughs> Thor: The Dark World. Okay. So. Uh, did you watch Thor one in theaters? I don't recall. I want to say I watched it on TV. Like, uh, the, one of those, like, 300, like, 400 movie channels where, like, they'll just play whatever eh. movie's on. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You, and you saw it for, before Avengers 1? Uh, I want to say I did. Like, I think we, like, my, my whole family was watching, like, Thor came on, 
And then my mom was just like, or my dad was just like, yeah. Everyone gather around. Thor's on. (laughs) No, it wasn't like that. It was just like, oh, the movie just like happened to be on. It's like, let's watch it. And then Uh, my mom. What were your first impressions of Loki, if you remember, if you even remember? Uh, I don't, I really don't remember. I don't want to kind of (laughs) like, I I really don't want to taint people's opinion, like, like, like make up fake words of what my thoughts were on Loki. I just don't really remember him. It's just, okay, no one would know. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, just... Anyway, but I mean, uh, I mean you you definitely rewatched the movie. Yeah, um, I mean, he kind of seemed like a uh, mischievous, like, you know, ah, I'll get you, He-Man. Ah, I'm a trickster. Ah, you haven't seen the last of me. All right, that I'm is the to... farthest thing from a Loki voice I've ever heard. <laughs> I'm not doing, I'm not, I wasn't doing Loki, I was doing Skeletor. You're doing, like, Dick Dastardly or something like that. I don't know what that was. You're, you're about to, like, hogtie a woman and, like, put her on the train tracks. Uh, and I would have gone away with it, too. Uh, so, did, uh, upon rewatching it, like, what, did it, did knowing what happens to Loki, like, how, like, knowing the end of Thor 1, did rewatching Thor 1 uh, give uh, a wh- different Thor's uh, heart layer? gets broken, like, 40 times. <laughs> Wait, like, what gets broken? Thor's heart. <laughs> like, the fact that his brother keeps fucking dying, and it's oh, like, sure. nope, he's not! Ha ha! I tricked you! Yeah, so when he, he fell into, like, the abyss at the end, he was just kind of like, oh, okay, yeah, I know he's Which back. means that, like, in Infinity War, like, his real death is so much more powerful. Mm-hmm. Because it's like, oh, he's part probably of me, just faking yeah, it again. Part of me was just like, oh, he might be thinking, f- faking it, and then all of a sudden, uh, what's it called when, when Thanos says no more. Uh, Thanos said no resurrections this time. Oh, yeah, yeah. I was like, as though he was Super like matter. talking to the audience. <laughs> like, yeah, but also, how does how does how does Thanos know? I, I yeah. understood that. I think that was no, a really no, but weird how did, meta line. Honestly, no, I know, but I, how... I rewatched that movie recently, and like it, it almost looks like he's like looking towards the camera, like he's getting there, and it's just yeah, but like, like also, to... does how does Thanos know? Doesn't like, he already have? I don't know. Maybe maybe no, he, he has thought, the power. What's the stone? He has the power. I'm sure. Stone power yeah, stone I'm and sure. space stone. Okay, like, so does, Loki Loki like jumps off the bridge or. Uh, let's go over the bridge in the first Thor movie and it's like like he probably ended up you know and wherever Thanos is and like tells them this story and like yeah yeah I bet everyone on Asgard thinks I'm dead maybe and then like he goes that's one forever. so but, it could be that but does ever but does Thanos know about the Dark World one? I'm sure he's keeping tabs. I'm sure he knows what's going on. He's sitting on that chair, and he probably has a bunch of people feeding him intel. That's that's the least important part here. In my yeah. <laughs> yeah. He also uh, seems bef- before he gets because the Mind Stones last when he gets so like before um he gets the Mind Stone, he already knows who like Tony Stark is. So I feel like he has eyes everywhere. He knows... I thought that was the Soul Stone, uh, maybe, but like, probably, yeah. Uh, yeah, we're jumping a little ahead. So yeah, Anthony, any last thoughts on Thor One uh, and rewatching it? And, like, uh, I don't know. I just saw him is. as like 
bad, like, I will get my revenge one day, Thor. Okay. That's it. I'll, I'll agree to disagree, but uh, Aaron, how, uh, how, do you, how did you feel about uh, our, our Resonance Thor uh, movie Resonance expert? Thor I'd like yeah, to okay, so I have uh, a lot to say about the, thir- the first Thor movie. Do I it. don't really remember my first theater experience with it, but, I mean, you know, like, yeah. So, as far as what I have to say about it... Um, I guess the first thing I talked about hitting on was hostage ship. So I would claim that Loki's situation in the first Thor movie is very similar to stuff like medieval hostage ship. And what exactly that is, is it was a common method rulers used to ensure obedience of their vassal states and the loyalty of future rulers. So, for example, in medieval times, uh, leaders would take their first or second born sons uh, take the first or second born sons of their lord subjects and raise them alongside their own sons, uh, educating them and like largely treating them well uh, in accordance with like treaties. Uh, and then when the son like returns to the vassal state, um, they would likely they would take power and um, they would likely be loyal to like the king basically uh, and that kingdom. So. There's an example of this. Um, Edward V of England was in a hostage ship to the Duke of Gloucester, and his reign was largely uh, controlled by the Duke of Gloucester. So that's sort of an example of uh, like hostage ship working. So in Loki's case, uh, I imagine what Odin originally had planned was sort of just to like have him and Thor, like Thor rule um, Asgard, and then maybe send Loki over to Jotunheim and be like, hey, Y'all know this guy should actually be your king. You might have thought he was dead or something, but surprise, here you go. And then sort of take, I mean, uh, like Jotunheim maybe as sort of like a vassal state, or maybe he's just trying to ensure good relations between the two. But given Odin's past with conquering, I mean, I think it's believable to imagine. He sort of imagined that type of relationship. So that was my first yeah, thought. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, it it it's 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 kind of hard to tell given that like I I I want to say like Thor one did, like I think there was a little bit where Odin's like oh this can like unite our two races eventually or something like that but yeah, yeah like I I feel like, um, Ragnarok kind of retconned some stuff so mm-hmm. it's kind of hard to tell overall but that's I did not know there was a name for that that's yeah. interesting yeah uh, how I talked about it and like before we start the show is sort of like you can imagine Theon Greyjoy from um, yep. Game of Thrones that sort of situation um, I also uh, I just wanted to say for the first Thor movie uh, I had a point right right between the first Thor movie and the Avengers there's like a clear change I guess in the way Loki acts in the first Thor movie uh, he you know, he's very emotional, like, he seems somewhat sympathetic, and then in The Avengers, he's, like, vicious, and he's, like, very bloodthirsty, uh, monstrous, you can, yeah, and a big reason for that change, I guess, is just mainly the writing, Uh, or the two writers, so uh, you had um, Kenneth Branagh on the first Thor movie, and he sort of, his goal was to make Loki at least look a little bit sympathetic, while I remember watching an interview with Tom Hiddleston and he talked about how Joss Whedon really wanted Loki to be like uh, bloodthirsty and a really, uh, I guess, uh, crazy villain. Or maybe you could argue... I think feral is the word that Whedon used. Yeah, exactly that. Yeah, Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, Probably the difference between Theon Greyjoy and Loki is that like Theon 
like was aware of it and Loki was like a big yeah. revelation Surprise! For him. I feel like um like that makes sense and everything, but staying trying to like connect it to the actual like world why he would be like so different i guess is like these are just my thoughts that just have been in my head since watching the movies um it's kind of like because before in thor loki that was like his first opportunity to actually attempt to like shine i guess and he wasn't he didn't quite know what he was doing and he was just kind of going for it so he is a bit shakier but then in um the avengers he like is given the power he's given the help people are listening to him and he's like you know becoming more powerful and more confident that way so i think that can add to like how vicious he was and stuff because it's like Mm -hmm. that door has been opened for him and his opportunities are like there you know (laughs) where it's yeah yeah like he has kind of a a i almost said a low-key awakening Mm. resisted i I know not where oh dear lord i he he kind of (laughs) like he he was awakened by the end of (laughs) we did talk about that line in the joss whedon episode but (laughs) i guess him finding out about his history kind of awoke him a little bit but yeah i i still kind of my, my read on thor one gets a little confused sometimes because i feel like they did show that he that there were some seeds of treachery earlier in the movie from him, but he didn't learn about his history until like later in the movie. So I kind maybe I misremember something, but that oh that's always been like a weird uh, inconsistent thing for me. Uh, with that, let's move on to Avengers one and uh rika and then aaron and anthony uh rika since this is the first um this was the first loki movie you saw let's call it a loki movie Mm -hmm. uh and obviously there is a larger ensemble so loki is the bad guy he is he is the villain of this movie and he has to kind of carry parts of the movie by himself to kind Mm -hmm. of balance out against like the original six people yeah. So opening scene, Loki comes in through a freaking blue portal and he's like sweating and looks like a mess and he like grins and has this creepy smile. Um like we were talking about, you know, Aaron was saying that Joss Whedon made him a little more uh violent and, and feral and there is a lot of theatricality. So did Loki like register to you as a like, did he, like, win you over with that first appearance? Um, it's hard to say, because it's been so long since I watched it for the first time. Um, but I'd say that, like, his style, I think, more than anything, is probably what captured my eye the first time. Because, like, he is kind of... he. he Reminds me a lot of like Scar from The Lion King, like him Ooh. versus Thor. Even like just an appearance is very Scar Mufasa esque, and mm-hmm. um, of course I think Scar is a much more evil character than Loki, um, because Scar actually wants to kill his family, but Loki I don't think wants to actually harm his family. Um, just based on how he 
reacted in the movies, but whatever. Um, so, and The Lion King's my favorite movie. So having mm. that, like, very Scar-like character appearing and being very powerful, I think, um, was scary, kind of. Like, not like, oh my god, I'm so scared kind of thing, but, like, I'm scared for the characters because he comes out so strong and so menacing, um... That it's like, well, shit. What are people gonna do about this kind of thing? Yeah, um, he's kind of a, kind of a rabid dog, you know. Yeah. Like unleashed. When you mean style, do you mean like visual or like presentation or just his? Yeah, because Loki is very lean and he's got long, greasy black hair. He's got like this dark-sounding voice, um, and yeah. he's got green, which is very, you know big in Scar's aesthetic and then Thor has like the flowing blonde hair he's very muscular he's got the low voice and he's got the red so like it's very very like paralleled to each other you know yeah Um, I think Tom Hiddleston is really fun to watch in that movie Mm -hmm. Uh, he 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 doesn't like ham it up but like he, he there is like a theatricality like when he's speaking to that crowd in I mean this scene took place in Germany but in real life that was clearly not Germany as we mentioned in the Josh Whedon episode uh, but but he's kind of grandstanding and it's just this really I, I, I love that moment where he's taking the dude's eyeball out oh, and God. he has like this little glance where he like he's looking at all of the horrified reactions and there's a very subtle smile that he has and I just love that little bit um <laughs> Aaron, Avengers one. How much do you yeah. remember about that? Oh yeah, I loved. Uh, I loved the first Avengers movie. I went and saw that like four times in theaters. Um, <laughs> as okay, so you know, I just sort of loved everything about it. I would say, you know, what really appealed to me, like that first circle shot, which is sort of iconic, and I really like the oh, shawarma yeah. scene. Um, as far as Loki's presence, you know, to me in this film, you know, he does a great job. He's very threatening. He's maybe a little more one-dimensional in this film than in the first Thor movie. He does have those couple seconds where he's like hesitates, but then he, you know, he goes on to like stab Thor and stuff. So it's not, you know, he's not quite as conflicted in my opinion. So this wasn't really the film that captured my attention, but it definitely did capture a lot of people's attention with Loki as, you know, like there's that big... 2013 comic-con with like tom hiddleston in the full loki oh, yeah. here and like everyone freaks out so <laughs> i would say after this movie is pretty much the height of like loki's er, i would say well, loki has well, the biggest fan base in comparison to the other avengers um like characters at this point like yeah. this is probably if he if after the first avengers his the fan base is probably like second only to like iron man's or something mm-hmm. yeah yeah and then you know captain america gets a little bit bigger with the winter soldier and you have spider-man oh, yeah. entering the mcu so it's a he has more competition Man. now but i would say cap that. was pretty lame in that first avengers movie, yeah I, it, I, mean, I would yeah so and no one liked thor yet so you know yeah. he's loki was tossing cap around in that first fight scene yeah, um, it was it was not a good watch, and I don't know. Like like like, I I agree with both you and Rika that like yes, Loki had like kind of a menacing presence, uh, but 
he physically gets knocked around a bunch in that movie to the point where I found it a little comical. Oh, it was yeah. funny uh, as hell. Yeah. Well, I mean, like, I'm, I'm, I'm not there's even talking about the Hulk part scene. at the very end, but, like, everyone, literally everyone gets a hit at him, whether it's, like, uh, that first Germany scene where Iron Man has, like, ACDC in the background and he just blasts the fuck out of Loki, mm. or he gets hit by Iron Man's suit flying out of the, the thing in the in the tower, and, you know, Loki beats him up, like, no, Thor beats him up a little bit, uh, Black Widow doesn't physically get him, but he, he has that mo- she has that moment in when he's in the glass prison. Yeah. Um, and, you know, Hulk does the thing. Hawkeye blows him up <laughs> with an arrow. <laughs> oh, no. like, everyone gets a hit on Loki. Every- he gets beat up so much. Um, Anthony, did that affect your view? Of, like, did he seem like a serious villain to you? I, like, I, like, the first act of the movie, I kind of had uh, this inkling of, like, oh, he's, uh, oh, like, he's kind of bad, but, like, I kind of knew where it was going. Um, and then, like, the sec- like the ha- second half of the second act and then into the third act, it was very much, like, he is, uh, he's very corny and bad. And it's like, oh, we know what's going to happen now. The heroes are going to come back up and beat the shit out of him. But it was very... <laughs> It, it was a very funny, and then it became very comical the way everyone was like getting all their hits in. Yeah, um, even Coulson before he died, he got a blast Yeah, him. and I think that was like that was the beginning of like, oh, it, it it's he's going down. Uh, so yeah, and I think he was kind of like a big punching bag at the end. <laughs> yeah, Just a Just literal a big old physical punching, punching bag. bag. Uh, but still, you know, like he. I think that's risky for, like, a team-up movie to have the same villain as the villain in a previous movie, mm-hmm. but they kind of reconfigure this character into a way that Made I thought was work. really interesting. Yeah. And, like I like I mentioned, like, he, the, the performance itself, super fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know I was I was ragging on Avengers 1 during the Joss Whedon episode, but, you know, Tom Hilson can act. It's, it's, it's a really fun performance. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Uh, Anthony, I'm gonna loop back to uh, loop yeah. back to you because you only saw the Dark World because I made you watch it for this student talk for the Stuco class, the student talk class that we talk about. Yeah. Um, I actually mentioned that in class on Tuesday. I said, "Yeah, I suggest you guys do the homework." Uh, I actually never saw Dark World until I took this class. So yeah, I didn't even watch it. With, I said like I didn't watch it with subtitles on, so I had no idea what the dark elves were saying. But it didn't really matter because like I understood the plot of the movie. Nor did it like nor that's, did I care what they were saying. That's ridiculous. Uh, bad guy does bad thing. Um. Um. So, discounting the prologue flashback and the post credit scenes, the first shot of Thor the Dark World is Loki in chains, and the last shot of Thor the Dark World is Loki sitting on the throne. Uh, Anthony, is this actually Loki the Dark World, the movie? <laughs> I, don't, man, I don't know. Who gives a shit? Loki, that movie sucked. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I'm very Okay, Aaron! I'm, I'm gonna go to whoa, Aaron instead. I'm gonna skip fi- Anthony. I didn't finish. Let me, let me finish <laughs> yeah, 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 okay. That was a very, no, that was a very harsh, Anthony, that was what, a very harsh thing. Let me, let me finish what I'm saying. I, like... Like, I just felt like you you got, like, he's much more of a supporting character than in any other movie in the Dark World. And I think that's fine, and I think that's cool, but it's definitely still a Thor movie. It's not a Loki movie. 
They just they put sure. a lot more uh, Loki in because of the reaction after Avengers one. They they did some reshoots and they put more Loki in that yeah, movie. That's yep, that's true. Uh, Aaron, what is your uh, less negative take? All right, so I'm I'm happy to talk about this because I think a big problem early Thor had was he wasn't. This is something Taika Waititi talks about a lot. He wasn't like the most interesting character in any of his films. He was just you know, you like he's in most films like he'd be the villain. He's like. The jock who has everything, everyone likes him, you know, and you're supposed to be like, oh yeah, this greasy, ugly dude. He's like, you know, and, and so what they do is like, he's sort of, Thor himself is just, you know, he's great, he's got everything, and then Loki turns out to be a more compelling character because you see his flaws much more like, um, present, you know. Uh, and so I think as far as Thor the Dark World being a Loki, or a Loki th- film, yeah, maybe, maybe, at least, the very least, you know, it's, it's a Thor and Loki film, rather than being just a Thor film, because, yeah. you know, a big portion of the film is, hey, we've got a collaborate and do stuff he i mean he does die and then doesn't appear for the ending act but you know outside of that if they just cut that bit out which would have made the film better you know it's a it's a joint venture on their part so yeah i mean i i think i mislabeled that by calling it a loki movie but i have always said that i think loki is the only one with a clear character arc and i think that opening shot and final shot kind of visualized that mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so it it was definitely a it was a showcase for Tom Hiddleston I think yeah. I think it's interesting uh, that Loki's on the throne in all three Thor movies too yeah yeah he, phys- he, he physically sits on it you know <laughs> like, yeah. well I mean he I guess was technically rolling in all three of them because in the first one you're, you're right yeah he takes over, and then in the other two, he's just pretending to be Odin. <laughs> yeah. That's all he wants. He just wants to be on the throne. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, he got it. So really, just build really, him, that's... build him just a mini Loki throne. Yeah, yeah, like a like a it's like a like a kitty seat, like a uh, yeah. high chair, but it's just yeah. yeah. Uh, you just put like a folding chair next to like the real throne. <laughs> have him sit yeah. There. yeah, yeah. It's just like, it's actually just a little step stool. <laughs> um Rika when so wait you saw the dark world like after Ragnarok right Yes I watched the dark okay. world like on Tuesday <laughs> <laughs> for the first time Yes Wow I okay. it was pretty boring <laughs> Um did you have any opinions on because obviously it seemed like Loki had the closer relationship with Frigga with their mother. Yes. Did that register to you at all? Um, so I was taking some notes during the movie um, at the beginning and then I realized that I already pretty much knew everything about Loki. Like it didn't, the movie didn't really add anything about Loki to me that I didn't yeah. already know except that he really liked his mother. Um, that was like the main thing I got out of that movie. Um and I thought that was interesting. Like, it seems very cliche, obviously, you know, where he has, like, this 
jealousy of his brother and feels inferior to his father and everything but his mother was the one who was like always there for him and like truly loves him and and i mean the other two obviously truly love him but like he felt that most from his mother um and i just thought that was maybe cliche but i still thought it was interesting because it you know shows part of him that that like has emotion and everything yeah, uh, I, I I think it's meaningful to see that, yeah, he actually does give a shit about at least one of his family members, so yeah. he's not just, he's not totally removed from them. And he's I think not that's a really important component yeah. of that. Um, and also, like, I uh, I think it was you, Aaron, who said, like, they are like, it was like a co-venture, it was like a Thor and Loki movie, and that definitely shows when they're escaping, and actually the, the moment I really like was... They're they're bickering when they're trying to escape Asgard, and there's this moment where Loki is just, uh, he's mocking Thor, and he's like, oh, you, you, you're really messing this up, aren't you? And then Thor's just kind of like, shut up, and he throws him off the ship. Yeah. By itself a funny moment, but like, <laughs> it, there was a plan there, he, he like, lands on that other ship, and... Um, it was all part of the plan. They abandon the Dark Elf ship, and then they go on their little cruiser. Mm-hmm. And Loki just kind of goes, "You lied to me. I'm impressed." Um, so, yeah, I mean, did, did, how how did you and anyone can jump in here? How did you feel the actual Thor Loki relationship uh, was different at this point? Because I think, I mean, you know, not not a lot of character movement here, but I think there is some something a little bit with. Um, how they play with that in the last act, especially when Thor thinks that Loki is literally uh, dead. I think, yeah, I, I, I mean, kind of like, I, I, I think Thor Ragnarok, he becomes, like, we'll get into it, but Loki becomes chaotic good, but in every other, like, he's, I think in Thor 1, he's neutral, and then in Thor 2, he's more chaotic neutral. Where he's very much doing stuff for himself, and he has his own set of morals and understanding, and he does it in a very chaotic way. So that's why he, like, like that dynamic between, like, that specific line between Thor and Loki was very much telling of uh, Loki's character, and also he still respects Thor as his brother. Like, even though not, like, actual brothers, but, like, in a sense of, like, hey, we are brothers, it's just that I want power. I don't really, like, if you were, like, if you're just by my side, I don't really care. Like, like, we, I, I, I respect you, I'm not gonna, like, try to kill you. I just, you know, I just want the power. But, like, I respect mm-hmm. you. Type of thing. And I think that's, that was more uh, prevalent in Thor 2, and I actually kind of appreciated that part of the dynamic. Uh, anything to add, Aaron? Like, the big, a big part of the relationship is just Loki dicking Thor over, and when we get to Ragnarok, you know, we'll see that handled a little bit better, so, yeah, that's... I, the way that I read that scene was that, like, or, like, I guess most of the stuff that happened in the movies, um, or the first two movies, was that Thor and Loki had a very close childhood, that's basically what I got out of that, but, like, they would always clash um and that was kind of a bonding moment where it's like mm-hmm. hey you did something that i would never expect you to do something that i do so that was kind of just like a 
taking it back to like when they were kids I guess and when they had a closer bond and it was just like a nice little moment um like I think it's like the, like brotherly like fight infighting where it's yeah. like they fight but yet they care about each other and I'm not saying that like at like in real life when brothers fight each other it's not necessarily a good v bad thing it's just you know like some cases it is you know like respect <laughs> sure. mutual respect Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like I mean cat, the, the argument like they have playing. when they are like traveling through the actual dark world and they're like kind of arguing and the, you know their mother comes up and they like grab each other and they're mad and it's it's this very like intense sibling argument but like it's it's felt like a sibling argument I feel. Uh, last thing about the dark world, uh, I think I think it was you, Rika, who was talking about like being sincere and genuine in the in the first movie. Mm-hmm. So. When Loki goes along with that whole plan, uh, the whole plan with Jane Foster, with, with Natalie Portman at the end, mm-hmm. uh, and, you know, he fakes the whole cutting off his hand, and, you know, there was a moment where he actually uh, shields Jane Foster, you know, he, he kind of jumps on her to save her, mm-hmm. and his 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 death, like, however fake that was... It was staged to like look as heroic as possible. Yeah. Uh. So I mean, you know, barring that, like, I, yeah, I didn't do it for him. Um. Would you say that Loki genuinely like was he was he held hostage or like did he actually like by by Thor or did he actually like care about Natalie Portman's well being? Was he actually invested in making this plan work? Like, is he was he truly like? you know Thor's equal was he his friend there I personally don't think Loki gave a shit about Jane Foster I think he did that for Thor oh oh I definitely I yes I I I was gonna say I disagree I think he but like I your your point makes more sense in that he doesn't care necessarily about Jane like the person he cares about what Jane means to Thor yeah exactly because just by the way that the um as guardians talk about humans or mortals, they seem like disposable to Asgardians. Like they want to protect like humans as a whole, but don't care that much about the individual, if that makes any sense. So like, I feel like if that was just any old human that was there, Loki probably wouldn't have gone out of his way, but because it was a human that had significance to Thor, that's why he protected her. No joke. I actually think that will be like an interesting plot point when talking about Thor, uh, like, whatever Thor 4 is, it's not going to be, it's actually not going to be space-related. It will be more like Asgardians are on Earth. Mm-hmm. And yes, how, is, Asgardi- how, is, how Asgardians would interact with humans and how humans would interact with Asgardians. And hopefully they do it, and this could, it, it could be controversial the way they do it, but if Taika Waititi comes back and does it, it would be great. Um, the way, mm-hmm. like... That'd people, be interesting. The way that I, people I treat no migrants, the way that people treat migrants and uh, uh, asylum seekers and refugees, and kind of—I mean, it's look. It's I'm not saying like we should make an absolute analogy to the Nisgardian people as uh, refugees or asylum seekers because they're based off of uh, you know white blonde people, but you know what I mean. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, well, except for and, Heimdall. Rip. Well, yeah. Well, I mean, in the sense that <laughs> yeah. as guardians historically no, are based off of that, 
but as Guardians in the MCU and in the more recent comics are more diverse because they that makes more sense. Um, so hopefully it makes it like it's carried over well in a Thor four because I think that would be more cool and it brings it more down to a realistic level than what the like especially coming off of Endgame and Infinity War where it's very much bombasticness. Um, but yeah. Um, don't, don't don't forget uh white supremacists were mad that Idris Elba was cast as, as yes so god damn it he was people, great people as Heimdall he was yeah. very oh, good yeah I, mean, side I note. think he <laughs> yeah I I know Idris Elba was frustrated during the dark world that he felt he wasn't doing anything mm-hmm. and he was contractually obligated to like do all these um really physically taxing and menial uh physical like uh special effects shots mm-hmm. and he wanted to quit but i guess Taika Waititi um convinced him otherwise because and he did w- anyway. and he and he did a really good job in uh Thor Ragnarok and i think that was like really interesting like the way that they were able to include yeah. him a little bit yeah. more was his um, voice like oddly a lot lower and boomy in the first thor movie Probably a lot that, of the voices that first Thor movie is had a lot very of that. different. A lot yeah. of the a lot of the voices in the first Thor movie had that, and that's because of the Shakespearean, you know, tone and raw. Yeah. It was more th- erythral, and also uh, Chris Hemsworth eyebrows were were. Dying. Oh my god! <laughs> I hate. Uh, see, I can't. I can't watch old Thor because of those dyed eyebrows. I didn't even notice. <laughs> Now you will. Now you will. I mean, I was drawing while I was watching it, so I wasn't paying too much attention. Yeah, sure. but... yeah. That's also the only movie they did that because they realized, oh wait, this looks terrible. Um, Ragnarok. Okay, so you know how I felt about Ragnarok, Chris. Oh my god. Right, is it, Actually, is you it have to hot, remind wait, me. I know we had is a, it a hot take. This. Is it a hot take or is it not? Okay. A hot take? All right. So the first time I ever saw Ragnarok, I was on a plane, and they were playing it oh, on the plane. Voice. He and um, there was no dialogue. I mean, I couldn't. There was no <laughs> sound. Was no. There was no sound. Yeah. So I was sitting there, like half asleep, watching this movie with no yeah. sound. And I was like, "Okay, this movie fucking sucks," <laughs> because I was so bored watching it. Like the action wasn't interesting until like the end when Thor goes all lightning roddy. Like that was pretty dang yeah. cool. But like everything else, like visually just didn't interest me. And then like when I saw, um, what the fuck is his name? Uh, I don't know. Jeff Goldblum. Jeff Goldblum. <laughs> Jeff Goldblum. When I saw him, I was like, really? And like there, I could see, like, I was trying to like figure out what, what the movie was about without being able to hear anything. <laughs> And I was like, there's so much slapstick that just looks stupid, and um, there's some sort of drama with this chick with weird hat, and I don't know what's going on, but it seems like there's a lot more drama here than the movie is, like, is it being too goofy when it should be serious? Like, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, this is stupid. I don't want to see this. Like, this is dumb. It's boring. And then, like... I said that to, like, my sister, I said that to Chris, I said it to a couple other people, but, like, the ones who had seen the movie were like, no, you you need to watch the movie with sound, (laughs) and I was like, I don't believe that there is funny enough dialogue to make this movie worth it with the sound, because... Uh (laughs) Please tell me you changed your mind. Please tell me you changed your mind. Then I watched 
some reviews because I like to watch movie reviews on YouTube and I watched some reviews and they absolutely loved it. I was like, okay, I got to see what this is about. And so my boyfriend and I watched it together. I was like, this movie is fucking hilarious. <laughs> I was so I hate these jokes mad that I can't at myself. Hear. I was Thank so mad at myself. God. Thank like, God, because I think me and Aaron were about to go off. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> so, like, yeah. the reason and why like, is because I had this idea in my mind that a movie needs to be interesting on visuals alone. Um, so that, you know, if they're, like, a movie shouldn't have to rely on dialogue alone to be a good movie. Like, because I'm a visual person, I enjoy, like, comics that don't have any dialogue. I like to be able to tell what's going on just from what I'm seeing. Like, that's just the kind of person I am. That's the kind of thing that I enjoy. And because the movie didn't do that for me, I got really frustrated with it. But after watching it with the dialogue and everything... It may not be like. And did you watch a it? Did you watch it like movie? in a? It, uh, but, mm, I mean, I know, ooh, they're gonna go off again. I know, no. I know, I know. A lot of people that actually like despise Marvel movies, like hate Marvel movies, and said Thor Ragnarok was the only Marvel movie they enjoyed. Like, I'm not saying that it's a bad movie. I'm just saying like it's not like you know one that you're gonna find at the Oscars or something. It's not like a groundbreaking movie or anything. But it is friggin enjoyable like for like i enjoy a lot of movies that aren't good movies and i okay, again I, i'm not I, saying I, it's a good movie i'm not saying it's a good movie i'm not saying it's a bad movie it's just an enjoyable movie because that's how i feel about a lot of movies i can be very picky. <laughs> okay all right I, all right all right so i have a, i have a couple of points to counter counterpoint that because jesus okay um so did you did you end up enjoying the visuals when you were not on an airplane and half asleep I mean, or, did, or no? Because sometimes actually, yes, sometimes say, no. Um, like I, I like I've a lot of movies. colors. I like a lot was, of colors which aren't usually present in Marvel movies. So like that's just kind of to be expected. Um, because I'm a big cartoon person. Um, like my love of colors is on the level of like Spider Verse. Okay, so. Oh yeah. <laughs> So you so you have um, a high bar for colors. Yes, basically, and so some like, of the it's basically Spider Verse, Guardians Two, Guardians One, Thor Ragnarok. Yeah, like okay, I I have a high bar for for visual stuff, and I thought like after giving it a second try, I thought it was definitely a lot more interesting visually because I was actually paying attention and I could see it correctly and you know all that kind of stuff. It's probably on a better screen than on an airplane. Yeah. Too. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Like, yeah, I mean, like, not an Oscar movie, but, like, I would have loved to see that get a production design nomination because I love the way Sakaar looks. Yeah. I love the, uh, a lot of the different shapes and the architecture. It it feels very sound, uh, sound Jack design. Kirby-esque from the, straight from the, com- straight from the comics. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. it looked it like a very comic booky world. Yeah. Yes. I would also, uh, uh, like to, I will send you a link. I don't know if you watch, there's this one dude who, his name is Movies with Mikey. He does a I very ama- <laughs> great because I'm going to show you. There's a guy named Mikey who watches movies. A guy named Mikey who watches movies. Uh, actually, he was in the game business uh, and then he started doing movies, but that's huh. a, a, beside the point. I'm going to send you a link to one of his videos about why Thor, Thor Ragnarok is amazing, and hopefully, it may increase your uh, enthusiasm. <sighs> okay, for it. I, I don't want to force our friends to like. I know, I know, I know, like, I know but the same movies it, we do. But like, I know, sure, but like. I mean, 
honest. See, like, here's the thing. I'm not going to, like, force people to say, like, oh, Infinity War is amazing because, like, I understand its flaws, like, severely. But I'm, yeah. I'm just saying, like, I like with so many people I know with disdain for Marvel movies liking Thor Ragnarok, I'm actually just surprised. So mm-hmm. that's it. Sure. Like, I, Thor I, I, Ragnarok. I, I can understand. Was... Infinity War has flaws? <laughs> yes. Yes, it does. Every movie has flaws. <laughs> yes, correct. I, I, I am somebody anyway. who does their best. Even if I love it to death, I do my best to find flaws in everything. That Therefore, is, that, is that is very good. I'm not like, oh, this is the greatest thing in the whole world. Like everything has flaws, and I think it's important to find them, um, and understand them, and then know how to fix them. That that's why I say, it's not a good movie in the sense of like what I mentioned before. Like it's no like, I'm trying to think of a name of like a good movie. Um, but I don't watch a lot of good movies. Um, I watch enjoyable (laughs) movies. (laughs) You're talking like Oscar bait movies? Yes. Like, I don't watch like any movies that are nominated for Oscars. (laughs) Yeah. The favorites now in theaters. I don't know. Although the movie that that I think that is closest to perfect, in my opinion, and just Mm -hmm. my opinion is how to train your dragon, but you know, that's just me. Um, I love that movie. I love it. I thought you were going to say The Lion King. No, The Lion King has so many flaws. I can only watch like half of that movie. (laughs) I like. Well, uh, just you wait until the. uh, Don't even get me started. All right, uh, I just posted the link in the the Discord because we have a Discord. If people are listening, we have a Discord. Yeah. Would you come and check it out? Anywho. Anyway, I don't want um, to get on a tangent with that. Loki! Back to Loki! Uh, (laughs) Although we've kind of made full circle because I mentioned how Loki and Thor were like. Scar and Mufasa, but anyway. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, I think they were a little more caricaturized in Thor Ragnarok because oh, yeah, there was definitely. a point where, like, where, where Loki is like, oh, yeah, maybe you and I can overthrow Jeff Goldblum and, uh... Oh, kinda, like, yeah, that was so funny, honestly. And... Yeah, it was funny, but it's like, wow, that's, like, you can, like, they have distilled Loki so much to, like, all the bad... They, they, like make fun of all the backstabbing and whatnot. Yeah. What do you think about all of that? Like, was that funny, or was well, that, Well, I mean, Jeff like... Goldblum, like, played a dick in that movie, so I thought it was <laughs> funny. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but, um... Uh, oh, th- there was that scene where, um, Thor's, like, um... Like, when he tricks Loki at the end, and he, like, mm-hmm. gives him the shocker thing. Mm-hmm. And, you know, uh... Thor's like, yeah, I've moved on, and, uh, you, you've never changed. Uh, what did you think of that part, Aaron? Did you... Did that... Like, did that... Yeah, I would was say... Was that moment earned? You know, Loki Loki was playing the same sort of like fiddle for the past couple movies, you know. Mm. He stabbed Thor in the first Thor. He stabbed Thor in Avengers. <laughs> did he stab Thor in Thor 2? I don't think he did. Uh, he pretended to cut off his hand, but that's the closest yeah, we got, Yeah, that's I guess. the closest we got. So, I mean, yeah, yeah you could... you. But he still, like, stabbed him in the, in the back with the whole Jane Foster thing. So I got that. The whole scene where they're like... What, where they, like, do that playoff where, like, one of them pretends they're hurt or whatever. What, what do they call it? Help. Uh, get, get help. help. Yeah, yeah. That, that's, that's get help. We're talking, yeah, we're that, that was so funny because that goes back to, like, what I was saying before about them being, like, really close as kids and everything and having, like, working together and, like, being goofy or whatnot. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, I thought that was very charming. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Aaron, do you want to talk about the snake 
The snake? Uh, oh my, yeah, that story. I thought that was, it was funny, of course. Uh, I really wish we saw Loki turn into some sort of animal on screen, because I would say that power, it doesn't have much precedence in the actual movie universe, so would have been cool. I would have really liked to see him, like, use some of those frost giant powers, too, if he has any. You know, that I think that would have been cool yeah. character development. But, yeah, I really liked the story. I thought that was cute. I loved his reaction. I love rewatching that um, yeah. theater scene in the beginning, like this little blue baby, <laughs> and then like the the fact that they do the um, I didn't do it for him part, but like with Matt Damon, and yeah. you see Loki as Odin mouthing the words, like he's just so <laughs> proud of himself of that moment. <laughs> Uh, Anthony, any Ragnarok opinions? I'm thinking about, like, how he made a freaking statue to himself, and, like, at the end he goes, Our, your savior is here, and just, like, how, how, you know, I used the word flanderized in the Joss Whedon episode, but, like, did you enjoy that, those aspects yes. of Loki yes, just being full of himself in yes. Ragnarok? Yes, I did. <laughs> uh, it was kind of, uh, I think a lot of it was very, because, uh, like, remember, he was, he was used to that, he was used to, like, a couple of years of being in like powerful yeah and uh but what did he actually do in power nothing he just sat in as the ruler uh yeah he he had a party (laughs) he had a great time yeah Yeah. i think uh, it's the idea of power that he likes because then he won't be constantly overshadowed by anybody and he can just like be himself basically he just wants to be himself and I think at that's the just end, like, I, I think at the, the fact end that of the that's movie, like his that's his own personal end game is just like lying down and just like eating grapes. Is like... I think I think that's what he realizes at the end of Ragnarok though is that like when he's standing next to like they're all standing next to each other, like he's standing next to his brother. He's realizing like I don't necessarily need the power. I just need to be kind of like considered cool, and I'll get what I want. <laughs> and I think that's I think that's yeah, kind of important. Loki, cool guy. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I, I, uh, I feel like he kind of understands the error the error of his ways. I guess he does. I mean, he, he still like wanted to rule Sakaar, but um, again, like what, 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 what does ruling mean anymore? Because it turns out he doesn't do jack shit. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that, that was a nice little way to tie things up with those two. Like they, they they went they go through a journey together they bond they come to an understanding of each other i think that elevator scene uh is a really important scene between the two of them yeah sure yeah they had a very fun dynamic <laughs> yeah very fun dynamic which uh we're going to see for uh several movies to come obviously uh everyone loves thor and loki's adventure so i can't wait to see more which is why infinity war uh thanos uh, murders Loki. Um, spoiler alert. <laughs> but it's like you liked Thor I... Ragnarok. Well, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, Loki is the reason why Thanos comes to them because he has the test rack. Why did he take the test rack? By the way. Uh, I'm trying to think of the character reason for that. Give me a second. <laughs> I'm just so mischievous, I can't resist. I don't know, I think he was always tempted by it still. Yeah, but what is he going to do with it? 
I don't know. Like he just he just has it. Save yeah, it for later. yeah. That the one it sort of made sense before Infinity War when you know it was like, oh, maybe he's gonna use it to like uh, bargain with Thanos, but then he hides it from Thanos until everything's fucked. So I don't know. Everyone's dead. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, there's going to be just, like some plot twist where like all the dead bodies are an illusion, yeah. but I don't know. But then he gives it up anyway, so it's sort of like... Well, he drops it. Yeah. I always envisioned it, like, understood it as he was, like, protecting it, I guess. Because the world was being destroyed, and... I mean, they didn't know it was an Infinity Stone, I don't think, so like... No, they, I think they did. They probably did. Yeah, they're like, I'm pretty sure that they did. Molstag in the mid credit scene of the Dark World says it would be unwise to keep two Infinity Stones near each other, and the yep. Tesseract is clearly one. Oh, uh, I didn't... I was preoccupied during the end credits scene. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it's it's kind of unnecessary if you've seen Infinity War and Guardians 1 already, but... Uh, yeah, he he does the thing where he... I mean, he he's, he's about to hand it over, but that's obviously a ploy, because... Uh, Hulk is about to, you know, in theory, about to beat the shit out of Thanos. Obviously, that didn't happen. But I did like the whole callback of we have a Hulk. That was that he had after his funny. Yeah, really after good. his trauma, <laughs> I have to get off this planet. Yep. Um. So going back to the idea of him being sincere and genuine. Uh, what did y'all make of his final grandstanding speech before he got choked out to death? Oh, the sun will shine on us again, brother, that bit? Or... Uh, you will, I, I mean, oh, yeah, you oh, won't a be... A little after that, I'm more God, thinking of, like... Be. I do like that line a lot, but I'm more thinking of, like, uh, when he calls himself Odinson, like, really dramatically. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, that was I cute. I think it was kind of like a... Good for him. Like, I am... I am part of the family now. He 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 feels like he finally belongs. Like he he can accept that he is like although he is not related to Loki in blood or Odin in blood, he understands who raised him and who he mm-hmm. raised who we grew up with and he kind of accepts the family he that has he has finally accepted them as his family. Yes. Yeah. Thank you. And he's proud of it. And he's proud of it. Yeah. Which is why he screwed them all over. He uh, also no. did something similar in the first movie. No. Yeah, the first movie when he kills his actual father, I think. Yeah. And says, yeah. and you were killed by Odinson or whatever. Ah, yeah. Oh, actually, I forgot about that. How insightful. Um, like, as soon as he said that line, that instant, instantly made me think of the line in... um. Infinity War. Infinity War. Yeah. Also, shit, he killed his dad. Quick, <laughs> quick throwback. Uh, also Wait, in Thor. Thor called Carson son of Car, or Colson son of Cole. Son of Cole. And I yeah. was dying about that. Fucking great. I was like, oh I my god. I believe Sif brings that back when she shows up in Agents of Shield. Probably. Um, yeah. Where is she? <laughs> Watch at the end of Endgame, everyone's gonna come back. They're not gonna give a shit. I keep telling. Yeah, I, I mean the theories include like uh, Loki as Odin, center on some fool's errand on like some crazy mission, or mm. maybe maybe he banished her. Who like uh, like how he banished uh, like how he condemned uh, Heimdall. 
Uh, I don't know. There, there's a rumor right now that she's going to get her own streaming show, but who who the fuck knows? Um, anything else on Infinity War before we um, start to talk about Loki's overall? Like he, his his last line was, "You will never be a god." Um, and I don't really have a question for that. I'm just interested to know if you have any thoughts on that last line. No, I think it was kind of accept. Like he, I, well, it's interesting because in Avengers One, he thought he was a god. And it's kind of a, he kind of realized that he is not a god. And that he is... Yeah, I mean, I don't really know what being a god yeah, really I, means yeah, in this universe. exactly. But... but I think it was kind of a, it was a throwback to the fact that people, like, he thought himself as a god. Mm-hmm. But he is not. And, and maybe he, he realized... earned that title at the end, who knows? Eh. Uh, okay, so... You know, we we have had um, running jokes here on the show about how we distilled Thor's character arc in Thor One as uh, Thor, Thor mad, what was it Thor mad, Thor, Thor sad, sad, Thor, Thor glad. glad. So if we're talking about the entire arc of Loki from Thor One to Infinity War, do, does anyone want to attempt to summarize like? In even just, like, one sentence, like, even if it's, like, he was a jerk, but now he's not a jerk. Like, what Lo- is Loki's Oh, Loki is arc? loud. Loki is, uh, Loki, oh, I can't think of, uh, Loki, uh... Loki is proud? No, 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 Loki uh. pouts, and then Loki proud. <laughs> Something about, like, he's loud and obnoxious at the beginning, and then realizes how to be... Like, he kind of wallows in his own misery, and then he, and like, accepts his sort of fate as, like, I'm not going to be this powerful thing. I should just kind of, like, accept it to an extent. And then he's proud to be a um, part of the family. Sure. Uh, anyone else want to give it a stab? I'd say that, like, what he wants is just to be like appreciated i guess um because in the first movie it clearly shows that like he because odin says something very interesting where he says that you were both born to be kings but only one of you can take the throne because that's true um because isn't loki like the prince of the frost giants um so like yes at least that's what i I think it is Um, yeah yeah yes so like even from the very beginning loki was never gonna end up on the throne and when he realizes that like it just adds to his jealousy and misery um and then the second thor movie he's um uh kind of still like that but also like he's seen the power and everything and I think he just wants to become his own person I guess uh I'm trying to remember everything that happens in the second one because I was just not paying much attention (laughs) and then by um by Thor Ragnarok I definitely think that he just wants to be his own person and just be proud of who he is and everything um. Loki loud, then Loki proud. <laughs> <laughs> we did it, everyone. Yeah. Uh, Aaron, did you want to also try to take a stab? Or have you said enough about this, you think? 
Yeah. All right. So I would start with he's sort of naive and mischievous when he's in, you know, early Thor movies. Then he's um, jaded and um, lost. And I would say in uh, End of Ragnarok and Infinity War, he feels like um, belonging and uh, loyalty to a certain extent, you know, still mm. like loyalty to himself, but also maybe some to his like family. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, yeah, that works. I would say he's constantly mischievous. I would say mischievous yeah. is kind of like okay. part of his it, general it character. Be, well, I would say he was more like chaotic. You yeah. know, I would yeah, disagree sure. with chaotic neutral. I would say he's almost chaotic evil in um, the Avengers. Sure. So. So you can go full on like Loki's god of evil slash god of chaos. Ooh, we could do it like that. You could say he's god of mischief in Thor one, then god of evil in um, Avengers, and mm. then he's just like. Um, if you want to go with the comic book arc, you could say you know god of stories, but I don't think he's hit that really mm. in um, the movies. So I don't know. Like, it'd be kind of cool if like after all of this, he's kind of like he's seen as like the storyteller of the mcu yeah that would i would think that would be legit like i mean it, that like might be the direction like, they go with the deep, like a full redemption it. arc of his character yeah. he's dead. i mean speaking of <laughs> disney plus good segue um last thing we'll talk about today is that uh there were initial reports of i think the the initial report from the hollywood reporter was like they are making shows based on the not like the supporting MCU movie characters uh, exclusively for the Disney Plus streaming service, which means everyone's going to pirate this, obviously. Mm. But the the first two no, characters I'm they gonna... mentioned were... No, I'll probably Shash, get it. I'll yeah. probably, yeah, I'll probably buy it. Yeah, because I want to support the MCU. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah I, I but I don't know. I, Disney I has say, enough of your money, though. I wouldn't... That's, I think Disney already has enough of my money. I just want to yeah, do Disney it so has... I don't have to buy fucking, like, the DVD to fucking The Winter Soldier every single I time. Won't, I won't argue that Disney doesn't have a shit ton of money but if you want to keep seeing the content show up you've got to like give it your support to a certain extent um but the first like there's just a report that they're going to make a scholar witch show and a loki show and the loki one was the first one that disney said yeah we're doing that and tom hiddleston said yeah we're doing that so tom hiddleston will be on a sort of mini series exclusively on disney plus about loki so uh, a couple days ago, this was January tenth. A uh, colleague of mine, uh, Charles Murphy, he is uh, kind of the scoops man of that hashtag show. I have worked with him on uh, MCU Exchange. He ran a story about a bunch of ru- rumors going on uh, with the Disney Plus shows. The biggest rumor was that there's going to be a different approach from for the Loki series. Uh, I'm going to read this out loud. While I was unable to confirm it with a second source, I was told Marvel Studios might be taking an interesting approach to their Loki series. It's been reported that Tom Hiddleston will return to reprise the role of Loki, but it seems that the series may find him narrating the events of his own life. Presumably from the afterlife, Valhalla, following his death at the hands of Thanos in Avengers Infinity War. This opens up all sorts of storytelling possibilities and is consistent with the original reporting on the show, which indicated it could take place at any time during Loki's considerably long life. Uh, and it goes on to say, like, obviously, Loki has, like, come back to life in the comics, but 
uh, you know, wh- whether or not they uh, cast younger actors for Loki, like, that's not going to preclude Hilson from doing more than narrating. Uh, so, yeah, I, I want to know your hot takes on uh, potential uh, uh, young Sheldon, but it's Loki uh, television I got, show. <laughs> I got a hot take. Yeah, hot take. Okay, I, I honestly hate the idea of a prequel. I think that would be garbage. <laughs> and not not because like oh I really want Loki to come back or whatever it's more like and I'm I'm in support like at some point replacing Tom Hiddleston with a younger actor but uh I don't see if you're trying to draw a bunch of people to a streaming platform why would you start it with a prequel because yeah prequels you know they can be okay I guess sometimes but you're trying to start a whole new like franchise and a lot of people I think, in my opinion, would, like, prefer to see an advancement of the MCU. So, you know, that backstory, you know, it's kind of interesting, but it wouldn't be nearly as appealing to me as something, like, from the present or even, like, from the future, so. Yeah, I mean, uh, this is, I don't know, this is comparable, but there, there was a young Indiana Jones series, and all of the different episodes were all at Indy at different parts of his life Mm -hmm. and i thought that was kind of an interesting anthology approach to that what i did not like was when they did advance the story and they made indiana jones and the kingdom of the crystal skull but you know (laughs) they mean that 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 could be like apples and oranges um all of it all of this is based on the idea like anything they release like a good prequel versus a good current movie i would prefer the good current movie Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Assuming they would make a good. It's gonna be. It's gonna be good regardless. But I don't think I would oh. necessarily want a prequel. Mm-hmm. I don't know how about Young Sheldon, but uh. <laughs> uh yeah. Well, to, well, like people Young Sheldon the is Big bad. Bang Theory. I have yeah, to pull well, all of the people I know who watch the Big Bang Theory, which is actually I don't know anyone who does. No one so. cares about the like Big Bang Theory cinematic universe. The lore it's just of... like a sitcom. So. Yeah, like, I'd watch, I don't know, I'd watch a prequel to, like, Parks and Rec or Ah. something. I mean, it's just, like, you know, something. Better Call Saul is an amazing show, I will say. (laughs) It's very good for Well, Better Call Saul is an amazing show because they took one of the most interesting characters in the Breaking Bad universe and then gave him a show. Yeah, they, they added layers to him that you did not know about him, but... We've probably seen like all we needed to of Loki, so you know, mm. even just the concept of a Loki show is not honestly none of the, like there is a Falcon slash Winter Soldier show that is rumored. There is a Vision slash Scarlet Witch show that's going to happen. Uh, there, my reaction to all of them is like, yeah, sure, whatever. That sounds, I'll, I'll give that a shot. But like none, none of them is like, oh yeah, gotta watch this. Like you know, like. I, I know Anthony, you were excited for Winter Soldier and Falcon because you have been yes, yes, uh, yes. You've yes, been advocating yes. that on this I very show saying, for the let's longest just time. Let's do a buddy cop movie. It would be so good. It would yeah. after Civil War. I was just like, oh, this is lit. I want this. I want more of this. Yeah, just get the right writers, and yeah, that that should that should see. Play I would say I would say to. let's get Shane Black to do something, but I'm uh, uh, man. Uh, but still, I want I want buddy yeah. cop. I want a cool buddy cop movie. Ah, uh, Rika, uh, you can get the last word on this. Uh, are you gonna get Disney Plus? And also, are you interested in the show? Uh, well, I don't even pay for Netflix, so. 
Uh, do you steal it from someone else, or do you just not my, watch my Netflix? My family period? has it. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. So, like, I don't personally pay for it. So, like, that means I'm not going to personally pay for any other streaming service at this time. So I'll probably just mooch off of somebody. Um, or wait. Just divvy it up with your boyfriend. Divvy it up with Ryan. Uh, it's gonna, they said it's going to be cheaper. True. <laughs> so I don't know. Um. But yeah, I'll probably, I'll probably check out the shows. I really like Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., but that's really the only Marvel, like, series that I've watched. Like, I haven't watched, like, Jessica Jones or yep. Agent Carter or anything. Um, but I do really enjoy Ag- Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., as you know, <laughs> as, as yep. we've talked about. I love it. that show as well. Um, yeah. So if it's anything like that, I'm sure I will enjoy it. Um, I think it would be interesting, like, if it is, like, a prequel thing, um, where... It, they focus on not just Loki the character, but also the worlds. Um, I think it would be interesting to see him traveling to different worlds and experiencing different like creatures and stuff. Um, but I, I don't know mm-hmm. if if they would do something if, like if that. If the budget's there for it, totally, I would love that. Yeah, because we have not seen enough of the other nine realms. I feel. And I think it would also be interesting to, like, I would want it to be kind of goofy and less serious because, I mean, Loki's a mischief maker, so I want to see all the crazy stuff he gets into and Mm -hmm. see him tricking people and just being generally chaotic. Um, I think that would be really fun. Yeah. More mischief from the god of mischief. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Aaron, if we saw that snake anecdote actually filmed That'd and be shot, legit. I would like to see... Yeah, I'd like to see some more, like, Loki power bits, I guess, mm. if it was a prequel. Yeah. I'd be okay. You know, I think that would well, be cool. When I was thing, young, yeah. when I was younger, he, he turned into a snake, and he knows how much I love snakes. So I picked up the snake to admire it, and then he bit me, and it was like, ah! That was actually a pretty good impression I, right there. I, I love, that was a great scene. Yeah. It was very funny. Um, yeah, but uh, I mean, would you would you guys watch, like, simply, I should know, would you watch a Loki show? Like, would you watch a full 60-minute episode where it's young Loki and maybe Tom Hiddleston's narrating, but he's not actually Loki in this look, episode? I'll watch it because, look, anything could be better than Agent Carter. Mm. Wow, Agent Carter was not that bad. What is wrong with you? No, no, I'm... I thought you were going to say look, Solo. Look, 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 look. <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. Look, Agent Carter is good, but I'm not saying it's, like, the peak, and therefore anything that Marvel Studios makes will be good. Sure. I mean, yeah, that's a fair point of comparison, considering Marvel's, that, that is the only show that Marvel Studios has actually have a ha- has a hand in. But um, Yes. It's, yeah. it's going to be the only TV show that we know of so far to have a Marvel Studios touch. Like, Idris Elba could be in it. Uh, yeah, but I don't know. It could be like Solo. <laughs> I don't think it will. Be, I don't think it will be like Solo. I think Solo was bad for many reasons. Oh man. Okay. Uh, I think that'll wrap it up on our Loki discussion. Unless anyone has any last minute words, uh, going once, going twice. Loki's uh, cool. He's got dope goat horns. <laughs> <laughs> aren't they like beetle? Thor- like aren't they like? Shh. Shh. All right. I'll, I'll play along. Goat horns. <laughs> Loki, Loki is a goat. He is the greatest of all time. Yes, he is. Uh, going with that, uh, let's wrap this up a little bit. Uh, 
Yeah, uh, as I said on the top of the show, you can find me at Compenderizer. Uh, Anthony, remind people where they can find you on Twitter. You can find me at the Pizza Taco. Uh, you cannot find Aaron on Twitter. Nope. <laughs> uh, uh, where can working people? I don't have a Twitter. <laughs> yeah. Uh, where can people find you on Twitter? Where can people find you on the internet in general? And what projects would you like to? Uh, plug uh and you can take all the time you want um you can find me at vixen dunk on twitter that's v-i-x-n-d-w-n-q you can find me at berry meat art on twitter um and i am currently working on like literally at this very second i'm working on some (laughs) kingdom hearts art so that's a current project that i am doing other than that, I plan on making some pins and going to some cons and just being a fluffy animal. <laughs> I live an exciting <laughs> life. Uh, any anything we should subscribe to? Anything we should follow? Or uh, you can throw money at subscribe you? to my YouTube. You can follow my Twitters. My YouTube is the same as my Twitter, Vixen Dunk. Um, I have a Patreon, Patreon.com/slash/VixenDunk where I give out special rewards, like monthly pins, monthly stickers. That's, like, a new thing that I'm going to be starting soon. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm glad we got, we, yeah. I'm glad we finally got to get you on. I think we've been talking about this since October. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, my. Um, Oh, jeez. Yeah, with that, you can subscribe to AP Marvel. Uh, we are on Apple Podcasts. We are on Google Podcasts. We are on Spotify. We are also on YouTube. We are on Overcast. We are on Pocket. We're on everything. Mm. We're on everything you can find. Uh, we have a. We also have a Patreon. Uh, that's been getting a little bit of movement, but we can always use some more cash because we want to be able to pay creators. We want to pay uh, writers uh, to write some very cool MCU takes for us. Uh, we have a little letter series called Marvel Musings. Uh, I wrote the first one. Izzy wrote the second one. It's a great read, and you should r- throw a dollar at us so you can read that. Uh, I'm putting throw Anthony coins here, at I me. Think he's next. What? Throw coins at me. Throw quarters. Give yeah, me but, uh, quarters. Anthony, I think you're next to write a Marvel Musing, but uh, uh, yeah, yeah. You know, by the by the time this goes up, you should ha- that that should probably be up. But uh, we can talk uh, about that. <laughs> Expect some uh, awesome writing from Anthony Payne. Uh, uh, I, on medium. I am not a, a good writer, but I'll it's try. Okay. It doesn't have to be. It, it doesn't have to be like beautiful prose. It just has to be your thought train. On oh, paper. okay. I I have thoughts. My brain. <laughs> my brain has thoughts that can come out of my brain hole. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we are on medium. We are on Discord. Um, thank you to Charles Villanueva for our graphics. Thank you for Steve Maltor for his music uh, that we add to this uh, show. Uh, and also, um, I'm, I have to thank uh, top patrons, so people who uh, give 20-plus dollars. And we have someone. Uh, Anthony, remember James? Uh, like, our friend James? Yeah. Oh, shit. James is a patron. And yeah! He uh, meets the billing, so James, yeah. if you're listening to this podcast, James Grant, uh... Thank you very much for your patronage. And we will not disappoint you. (laughs) Yeah. Anyway, uh, thanks for listening. 
good night and good luck, I guess, mm. if I want to steal from someone. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Goodbye, Cause everyone. Mischief. Good night. Cause uh, mischief managed. Ah, Harry Potter crossover event of the... Yeah. Has anyone done that? Has anyone done, like, a Harry Potter uh, MCU crossover? Because I know they did a Doctor Who uh, uh, Sherlock crossover, and I hate it. I'm done recording now. Mine's still going because I'm still drawing. <laughs> Here, I'll post a picture of what I was drawing. It's a heartless. <laughs> 